The Trump administration is fighting in federal court to block states from giving billions of dollars in emergency food stamps to the lowest income Americans during the coronavirus crisis. Residents of Pennsylvania and California have sued President Donald Trump's agricultural department over a policy that has kept roughly 40% of households who rely on the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program from receiving any emergency benefits during the pandemic. After being ordered by a federal judge last week to proceed with the payments in the Pennsylvania case, the department is actually continuing to appeal. Now, critics say the Trump administration is trying to return to its pre-COVID mission of shrinking safety net programs, even as economists warn more help is needed for businesses and millions of households that are newly unemployed, behind on rent, and struggling to buy food. Even the legal director at the Food Research and Action Center of USDA has said, it's almost like they're singing the old song, wishing and hoping because they're not dealing with reality. To speak more on this concern as we sit here just five days away from the U.S. election, please to welcome to the show the founder and CEO of Spare, a five-year-old nonprofit that rounds up users' dine-out and bar bills to help families struggling with hunger in their homes, Andra Thompson. Andra, thank you so much for the time. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. So before we get into sort of the, the specific issues here related to the courts, I think it's important when we get into the subject to kind of talk about how COVID-19 has impacted food security in the United States. So I know there's some information up on the SPARE website. So what does or what has this pandemic done for food security in the United States? And, and just how severe are the problems right now? Uh, I mean, incredibly severe. Uh, so just to give you a little bit of a setting, prior to the pandemic, already, you know, food banks were chronically underfunded. Um, 86% of food banks surveyed said before the pandemic that they were not equipped to feed the need in their community. Um, now, you know, with the introduction of the coronavirus into the community, um, a lot of people have lost work. A lot of people uh, don't have access to funds as they have in the past and are needing to rely on these food banks. So you have not only... The, the traditional community that was relying on them, um, you know, be, because they were low-income families and needed that additional support. Now you have a ton of families that are turning to food banks for the first time. So the need is, is unprecedented and immense, and it's going to last, you know, well past uh, the, the COVID pandemic. So how worried are you about what's going on in the court system right now? I mean, it sounds very concerning. People obviously trying to shrink the safety nets that are in place and, and make, uh, you know, people who are already struggling even that much more worse off. I imagine you have a number of concerns about what is currently happening in this court process. Yeah, I mean, of course, this is this is part of the courts for the Trump administration. I mean, they're also, you know, trying to... <laughs> to slash the Affordable Care Act, um, giving, you know, Americans access to health care during a pandemic. I mean, it's, it's insanity. Um, but in particular, you know, in regard to, to cutting benefits for food aid, they were trying to do this back in March, uh, pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a plan to remove, you know, 4 million people off of receiving benefits, including a million kids from getting, you know, free or reduced uh, price meals at school. So now, you know, they're just sort of revisiting that. Um, in terms of this family first aid package, you know, they're saying only households that weren't receiving up to the maximum benefit, so those, you know, a, a little bit better off households, um, are eligible for any additional emergency aid, which essentially leaves off the people that need it the most. Um, so that kind of sort of backwards logic that punishes the people that, that need help the most is very consistent with all the decisions that, that have been made by the administration. What, what's even crazier is you know, as you said, this ruling in Pennsylvania has sort of freed up some money to go out. Um, they're now in court saying that, you know, if they can reverse the decision, uh, that money will have to be paid back. 
not by the individual households themselves, but it will come out of the budget for the emergency program. So just every which way they're going about it, they're essentially, you know, keeping people from the benefits they need and deserve in a pandemic that's been unleashed on this country by their incompetence. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned and, and frustrated. So with all of that being said, I mean, are you nervous about what's going to come on Tuesday? I mean, Election Day, obviously, uh, it's going to be a pretty dramatic day, no matter which way it goes. Um, are, obviously, you're watching it pretty closely, but, uh, you know, do you have some nerves, I guess, heading into Tuesday night? Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't been sleeping well for weeks, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, I think we're seeing unprecedented voter turnout. You know, I went with my eight-year-old son and voted um, just this Saturday in New York, um, and there were signs everywhere, you know, encouraging people. We got free pizza. I mean, I think people are really understanding in this election more than ever that, you know, democracy is on the line. It's no longer about party. It's, it's country over party. Um, and people are, you know, eyes wide open looking at a potential slide into fascism. So I think people really get that. Um, and I'm, I'm extremely anxious, but I'm very hopeful that we'll have a decisive victory and will be able to sort of self-correct on the other side and really get help to the people that need it. What was, um, just kind of to, to parlay on that, and you talked about how you have already gone out and voted, just what was your experience like going out to cast that vote? Was it pretty easy or, or was it a difficult process for you? Because I've seen some kind of mixed reviews about the process here. I mean, once I got through the door, it was incredibly efficient and quick. Um, there were very long lines. So I waited for about two hours. Uh, to be able to cast my vote. But, you know, the mood in the line was one of, it was a positive, celebratory sort of mood. You know, we, mm -hmm. I think everybody felt like they were doing their duty <laughs> as a democratic citizen uh, to make sure that their voices are heard. Um, but it is, you know, it is a little bit daunting to think that people have to stand on these extremely long lines just, you know, to have their say. Yeah, for sure. But, but I'm glad to see that uh, you and obviously many others are taking the time and participating in the democratic process. Obviously, uh, just as important now as ever, but uh, you know, people taking it a little bit more seriously, I feel, this time here in 2020. Now, back to this issue, of course, when it comes to what's going on in the court system, the Trump administration trying to claw back social supports here, specifically related to food security. Even if things go in the favor of the Democrats on Tuesday night, I mean, is does that kill this court process, or, or is this something that's going to be a long, hard-fought battle no matter what happens Tuesday? I mean, I think everyone's concerned that things are going to continue to be hard, you know, until the new administration takes office. Um, I think if the past is any prediction of the future, you know, he's going to be as destructive as possible um, for as long as he can. So I... I you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful that things will turn better if we can win the election um, on the Democratic side. I am terrified to think what will happen if it goes the other way. Now, before I do let you go, I just wanted to get into a little bit about SPARE and, and the work that you guys do. So you round up uh, people's dine-in bills and bar bills. And, you know, just what does that do? It sounds like not very much, right? When you're going to pay for your bill, if it's, uh, you know, your, your bill sitting at, I don't know, $19.22, you round it up to 20 getting that extra $0.78 cents to charity. Um, so, I mean, how, how impactful is that, do you think, uh, just for Americans? What, what, do you guys what are you able to do at SPARE with those funds? Yeah, of course. Um, so, yes, our app automatically rounds up on also grocery purchases, really anything that's food-related. Um, I don't know if you guys have Venmo over there. It's a very commonly used financial app here, but we use the same back-end as Venmo. So for user experience, you 
you know, link a card that you use when you're dining out once, and thereafter we're able to automatically round up purchases on any, any food purchases moving forward. Um, and, you know, as you said, roundups are fairly insignificant for the person that's doing the, the transacting. But, um, you know, here, for example, food banks in New York City can convert $1 into five meals. So even a 20-cent roundup is helping to feed somebody. Um, so we, we just tried to create a very fluid uh, sort of virtual way to give back, especially when volunteer opportunities uh, in person are so limited right now. This is really something that allows people to feed families every time they eat. Uh, do it in a safe way, in an easy way, uh, and it can be incredibly impactful for food charities. You know, it, it takes just 34 active users to get $500 a month to a food charity. Um, if you've got, you know, 100 people in the community engaged, you can get up to 1500 a month. These are consistent donations that they need more than ever right now. Andra, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate the work that you're doing. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely continue to follow this story, something that uh, I hope is going to be reversed and, and go in your favor and allow Americans to be able to access those <laughs> critical programs. I think it's, well, without needless to say, obviously important for a lot of people out there. So we'll continue to watch. And best of luck here uh, making sure you stay sane over the next week here. Yeah, thank you very much. We might be all fleeing to Canada if things go wrong. <laughs>